you are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Well, we're going to get right on into part two of Daniel. And uh, we just finished up last week as a reminder with Jamie sharing very relatable things that when we look at Daniel's life, how we can relate to those things currently in our lives in 2022. But remember, we're going to learn to be bold through Daniel. We're going to learn about the favor of God through Daniel, as well as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So we're just going to jump right back in where we left off last week, talking about Daniel. I was thinking of some relatable things. And it, those are those are all so good because when we look at Daniel, you know, we're only getting a snapshot in the yeah. scripture of what he went through, what he and his friends went through. Right. And it must have been so hard because they were taken from their families, from their mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Into an environment that was so foreign to them. And they had yeah. to learn a whole new language. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. So when you don't speak the language, communication can be really hard. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, but the, the one thing that they knew in their hearts, and I think that this is what I find so fascinating is that, yeah, they were young, but enough knowledge had been instilled in them about who God was, mm-hmm. how we only worship the one true God, mm-hmm. Yahweh. He's all that matters. Be obedient to him. Only worship him. Don't, at this point, we had the Ten Commandments. Right. Don't break the Ten Commandments. Yeah. You'll have no other gods before him. That's why these yeah. first three chapters are so powerful because they really are in chapters one and chapters three, putting that having no other idols before God really mm-hmm. in action. That's yes. huge. Yes, it is. It um, is huge. And it's a big, bold step. And I sometimes Mm -hmm. wonder if there are moments in our lives where we have allowed some form of idolatry to slip in. Mm -hmm. And and I think it can happen to us very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's not that we have golden golden statues and we worship them, but it's something that we place above God. It's something Mm -hmm. that we allow to take the precedence of our time with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes I hate saying it. It can be little things like our family. We can put our family above God. Mm-hmm. We can put our work above God. Mm-hmm. Um, we can put our ministry above God. When we start to get out of sync and we're like, well, let me do this and do that before we've taken time to spend time in his word, to spend time in his presence, then it becomes a form of idolatry because we're forgetting about him. And mm-hmm. we start to kind of work. I can say work for me at a period of point in my life became like that. It became my focus, mm-hmm. became everything. And it was like, and then I realized I was really unhappy with the job that I had. And that's what happens when you put something else before God, mm-hmm. you make yes. it a form of an idol. So am I bold enough to go before a king or let's just say a president and say, hey, hey. I appreciate the food you're going to give me, but I, I don't want to eat that. Okay. Cause you yeah. would think you'd offend that person because mm-hmm. culturally we don't do things like that. And yeah. uh, we try not to offend people that way, but I would hope that I would be bold enough 
that no matter who the person is, that I would stick true to my belief system and to what I know is right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, I hope within myself. I hope that I have that strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see too, you know, because Daniel chose God's way, mm-hmm. there was favor on his life. Yeah, there was definitely favor in Daniel's life. Oh. and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Absolutely. And it wasn't just because they were friends with yeah. Daniel. There was yeah. favor placed upon them for yeah. their boldness. Their boldness. And you look at it and you're just yeah. like, holy smokes. If we can be bold, if we can stick true to what the word of God tells us to do and live our lives that way, then what are we going to have? We're going to have God's favor in our lives. It's just a great example of how to have God's favor. Because instead mm-hmm. of them getting into trouble, being beheaded, pulled limb from limb, whatever yeah. it would be, they get promoted into yeah. amazing positions. Yeah. But we see that time and time again throughout the Bible with those that choose to put God first. Yeah. And it shows you also about Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Menengel is the fact that they knew what their worth was. Ooh, they knew their worth. That's good. Yeah. You know? They yeah. knew it. They knew what their worth was. Mm-hmm. And that was that they were created by the one true God. Mm. Yes. And that he was going to pull them through any situation. Mm-hmm. They knew mm-hmm. you. They knew their worth. Yes. Amen. And that's why they said, hey, yeah. even if he doesn't, yeah, even if he doesn't save us from this fire, yeah. we're not going to bow down to your idols. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. still going to serve him. That's right. And uh, that's powerful because mm-hmm. like you said, they knew their worth was in him. They knew their identity yeah. was in Christ. So mm-hmm. therefore, when they thought, when the Babylonians thought back in chapter one, they'd stripped these young men of their identity by mm-hmm. renaming them. Yeah. It didn't matter. They already yeah. knew their identity was in that's God. That's right. That's right. And they we knew what their real remember. names were. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I, I got to tell you, you know, I have a, a friend and I shared this with you, but I, I want to share it with, you know, our listeners. I have a friend who I worked with, <clears throat> excuse me, for seven years. We've been friends for 10 and uh, she believes, believed in God, um, but just wasn't a follower yeah. of Jesus, hadn't accepted him as her Lord and Savior. And I've been praying for her for 10 years and uh, I prayed, especially over the past, say three years that God would make me an example to others. Use me to be that example, to show who he is and live a life that's pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. And that's why that verse in Psalms nineteen fourteen means a lot to me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Because if I'm pleasing God with my heart, with my words, then it's going to be evident to others. So anyhow, she decided to come with me when we went to little Gasparilla last week. And I won't go into all of the grand details, but the long and short of it was that we reached a point where we had the opportunity to present the gospel to her. And she accepted Jesus, her her Lord and Savior. I had the honor of leading her in the sinner's prayer. And uh, talking about identity, man, I looked at her as we were trying to leave the island. And I said, come on, girl, we have got to go. The boat is waiting. And she said, well, I need to use the bathroom. And I said, well, we, we can do it on the other side. It's just a six minute boat ride. Come on. And she's like, 
don't mess with me. I'm a child of the Lord Most High. <laughs> she said, I'm one of his new kids. And I was like, oh, she already knows her identity is in Christ. Yeah. And yeah. that right there is just a great yeah, example of somebody cute. having that understanding right away. And it was a yeah. little tongue in cheek, yeah. you know, towards me as like, hey, don't don't pick on me because I'll sick my, my daddy on you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um it also shows she had an understanding immediately. She'd been adopted mm-hmm. into his family. She became one of his kids. He knows her name. And when we told her that there was an absolute rip roaring party that was taking place in heaven on her behalf, uh-huh. she just was like, really for me? And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely just for you. So, but that shows identity. Our identity yeah. should be found, you know, in the Lord. And, um, I think a question that I had in this, as I was reading it, do I trust God enough to save me in times where I might feel threatened Mm -hmm. for standing up for righteousness? And I was like, man, do we as Christians have that boldness? Do we trust God enough to step into those situations and save us regardless of what could happen to us? Mm. And we know that we're living in the end times. You and I talk about this a lot. Yeah. And so it got me thinking about what's to come. I yeah. believe that that we are pre-tribulation raptured. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that we'd serve a God that would say, well, I love you, but you got to suffer a little bit longer. You know, right. I don't think he would do that. <laughs> I believe he's going to take us before that. But just in case there is a little bit of trial that we go through testing Mm -hmm. on our faith. And I believe that there is some testing. We're seeing that Mm -hmm. on Christians Mm -hmm. challenging why we believe Mm -hmm. what we believe. We're Christians in a way are being targeted. Yeah. We're being called um, radicals. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Mm -hmm. But does that mean I'm going to stop serving God just because somebody in government thinks I'm a radical? Nah. Yeah. Uh, they can stick it in their ear. So (laughs) (laughs) because I've had those moments with the Lord where I've been in situations, I've been through a trial and I have looked, you know, I've said to him, I was going to say, I've looked at him in my eyes, my mind's eye, I've looked at the Lord. Um, And I have said to him, Lord, no matter what happens in this situation, I will serve you until Mm -hmm. my very last breath. Your praise will be on my lips. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess I asked that to our listener. Are you at that place yeah. where you would say, Lord, no matter what, I'll serve you. I won't bow down to idols. I won't, when it comes down to it, take the mark of the beast. Yeah. Because that, that's the ultimate yeah. thing. Um, I will say, are you going to no. live by fear? You know, that's are right. you going to allow fear to cause you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And I think that we've had that trial happen with the COVID shot. I mean, a lot of people were in fear. Um, Hey, I I've just gone through a really bad sickness. Mm. So I understand how a person might feel uh, when you're going through this. I mean, I'm on the tail end of it, but I understand that nobody wants to get this sick where you're laying up in the bed and your joints ache and all this stuff. So you want to, you want to, you want something to take it, take you out of your misery <laughs> but, you <laughs> or prevent what? you from getting it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and the thing is, is 
it's okay. I got sick, but you know what? I'm working my body's built up immunity mm-hmm. and I had to go through it though. Yeah. Yeah. Go through this trying time of my physical body mm-hmm. so that I could build up my immunity. That's right. And that's right. I think that's what it is with our faith. Yeah. You know, when you're going through trying times, you have to build your faith that way. Mm-hmm. And you just get stronger. You yeah. get stronger as you get through it. You have to go through this hard time. And yeah. And I think that that's relatable with even Daniel. I mean, he had to go through those hard times with, you know, him having to go before, you know, the king mm-hmm. to interpret a dream. Yeah. And if he didn't get it, off with his head. Yeah, his exactly. Friends, his friends had to go through a freaking fire. He even oh. roped his friends on into praying for that dream interpretation. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if, if none of them got it, woo-wee, watch out, you know. Yeah. and. But I, I agree with you there. We walk through trials and it's how are we going to walk through the trials and something. Yeah, it's important. It, it is. It is. And and it's like, so we can use that analogy of that. They came out of that fire and they didn't smell a smoke. Right. And so as Christians, that's how it should be. We go through trying times. You go through the fires, if you want to call them that. When you come out of that fire, you shouldn't smell a smoke unless you choose to carry the smoke with you. You choose to carry the fire of what you've walked through with you rather than leaving it back in the furnace and saying, we walked through that, Lord. I'm out on the other side. Let's move forward. Because walking through a trial is really hard. But at some point, once you've come out of it, you kind of shake yourself off and you say, that's it. You square your shoulders back. I'm done with that. And I ain't looking back. I'm not rehashing it again. I'm not going to carry the stinky smoke with me no more. You know, wash, trying to get it out of your hair. That kind of thing, baggage, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a more modern day term. Are you wanting to carry that baggage of the trial around or do you leave it in the past? Because we all have trials and tribulations. We've all walked through different things. And something a uh, worship pastor had said to me not just to me, but to our whole group at one time during a practice, he got us in a circle before the service and we were going to pray together. And he said, if everybody were to throw their problems, their issues, their trials in the middle of the circle, would you be willing to pick up somebody else's? And I thought, Ooh, that's heavy. He said, because if he said, you're probably not willing to pick up somebody else's trial or tribulation because Mm. the trial and tribulation you have in a way has been designed for you not that god creates these but it's something that you're going through that molds you and strengthens you and shapes you and but it's also to highlight everybody's got something going on everybody's got a trial and we must remember to be sensitive to the people around us when they're going through trials and tribulations. Sometimes people don't even talk about what they're walking through. Yeah. But we should show the grace and the love and the mercy of God. And it's something I know he's working on me um, on those areas, grace and mercy and identifying and being sensitive to other people's trials and tribulations, because that grows me that stretches me as well as a Christian. Because I want to be more like God. And what's God full of? He's full of mercy. He's full of grace. Yeah. 
Yes. And I want to be that way too. I want to be, I look at my pastor, my, my previous pastor in Columbia and, uh, you know, I think about how he opened his home up to strangers to come in and to worship the Lord and to use his bathroom and, you know, they would feed us, you know, they would have food on a Wednesday night, cooked dinner for us. And it's like, they just open themselves up so freely to the body. And I'm just like, Lord, am I ever going to get to that point where I'm just going to be extending out Mm -hmm. like that? I mean, yeah, I do it for my family, but am I going to get to a point in my life where I too can extend my house out to others and make it feel like you're always welcome here. You know what I'm saying? Like that is such grace and I want that. Yeah, it is. It is such a, when you open up your home, it allows you, it makes you vulnerable. Yeah, it does. It really does. But excuse me, I do have a cold, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we we handle you know little sniffles and things like that here yeah. on Freedom Wrangler. They do exist, and you know we're transparent. <laughs> when we got a snotter or a loogie, we're gonna let you all know about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We better let them know. We better let them know what's going on or else they'll think there's something really wrong with us. Exactly, exactly. But um, you know, I I think about what you were just saying there, and it's learning to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And it was I went to a concert last night, We the Kingdom, and um at these concerts, I've seen them in concert twice. They partner with an organization that helps children in other countries. And you kind of, you sponsor a child. Um, But one of the things that they said really impacted me was Jesus words are, if you've done the least to you've done for the least of these, you've done it for me. So when you help a widow, you're doing it as if you're doing it to Jesus. When you help a child that's an orphan, you're doing it as if it were to Jesus. And it was really interesting because um, Benjamin, there were all these little cards all over the place. And it was just my son and I that were at the concert last night. And so I said, uh, he kind of showed interest. I was kind of like, let me look at one of those. And so I found like five of these cards with all different children on them. And I just kind of stacked him up and let him go through them. And he just paused on this one. And it was a little girl from India. And her name is Mina. And he said, I'm going to sponsor her. I said, you are? I said, you want to do it together? Like we can partner and, you know, go in on it together monthly. He said, no, I can do this. Now, Ben is in a wheelchair. And he said, I may never be able to go there. on a missions trip, but I can do this. Hmm. So it's doing for people living that God lifestyle outside of your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. but where your ability lies. God doesn't look at the missionary that goes out to the country any more high favored than someone like Benjamin who decides to take a step and say, I'm going to support this child. So that they have clean water and food and an education and clothes. Mm. And I just was like, really 
proud as a mom at that moment because of his reasoning why. Now, there was a bonus that if you did do that, you got to stay back and hear the band do an acoustic set. But that wasn't the reason why. Because he even said to me at the end of it, he goes, it's kind of late, mom. We don't have to stay for this. And I thought he really did this because it was in his heart to do it. And so standing up for God, willing to step out of our comfort zone, being bold, it's all within what you're capable of doing yeah. and where you're at. It's all relative, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So don't discredit what you're doing for Christ mm-hmm. and your desire. I believe God will answer the desires of your heart there, Jamie, yeah. to open up your home to minister to people. I saw my parents do that growing up. They had nothing. As pastors, you don't get paid a lot. Mm-mm. And, um, but there was always an extra table, an extra chair at our table for people to eat at. Always. Yeah. My totally. dad would drive down to Skid Row in Washington State and he would pick up the guys that lived, that were living on Skid Row and bring them to church every Sunday. And you know what? They'd all come back to our house and eat supper with us. It might've been just tuna sandwiches, but those guys would come (laughs) and then they'd go and they'd sleep in the basement until church that night and go back to church at night with us. And I was six years old. And I remember this, you know, my parents always opening up their home for others. And they've always been that way. And it's been a great example to me of just giving to others. But remember this, you never know who's watching. You never know who's taking note because that was one of the things that was said to me by my friend when she accepted Christ was I've been watching you. And it's a very humbling moment as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the highest compliment you could ever receive. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> For them to say, I've been watching you and you walk the walk and you talk the talk. And I'm not saying she's been watching me for just like a a minute. She's been watching me for years. years. Yeah. And so that's not uh, Chanda's great pat me on the back, anything. Because she and I have had moments. We worked together. So you get in spats with work colleagues. And we've had those individual moments. But God always brought us back together. And just like Mm -hmm. your and my friendship where God just ordained it. Yeah. It was the same thing with her. God ordained it. Yeah. it, she's a funny little thing. Cause she literally popped up over my cubicle. I think she's about four ten, and she, this little head popped over and she was like, hi, <laughs> she said her name. And I said, Oh, hi. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> know if you remember drawing the Ziggies back in school. It was like the little brick wall with the guy and just the little eyes and he'd peek over. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. she uh-huh. reminded me uh-huh. of. Yeah. And I said, do you remember this? That's funny. We're close in age. And that was it. So yeah. very much like yourself, you you marched up. Hi, you a Christian, you know, and she was kind of yeah. like that. She's like, hi, what's your name? And that's yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So I believe God puts people in our lives and we need those friends just like Daniel did to come yeah. around us, to pray with us. Yeah. You know, so for me, I think there's just so much that we can take away and apply to our lives today mm-hmm. about boldness, about friendship prayer yep. it's important to pray together yes it is and being like you're saying like you were saying being sensitive one to the other and i can't imagine 
Daniel going through what he went through without Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. I mean, he needed them. Yeah, he did. You know, he needed their friendship and and God provided, provided uh, the people that he he needed to encourage him at the time. And I think as Christians, we too need each other. You need the church, Mm -hmm. you know, you need the church, you need each other. Um, And that's why you should never forsake the assembling Mm. of the body. Yes. Never forsake that. Always gathering together, always having relationships with other believers. And, and it might be house church, like you guys started at. Mm-hmm. Could be a bigger church, like where you're at now, could be yep. a smaller congregation like that. But it's that fellowship that comes together because those guys were separated from family. So what was the closest thing to family? Yeah. Each other. That's right. And that's what the body of Christ is. We are a family. That's and right. We should love each other like a family. And uh, brothers and sisters get into little issues and have moments. Yep. But it doesn't mean there's not love. Well, yeah. some people don't allow the love of God to shine through. But yeah. I think that when you operate in love and you seek his will, not your will, and you get out of, we all get our own issues, you know? I wonder if yeah. those guys ever thought, oh, okay, Daniel, mm-hmm. you went higher up than us. Okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, you just kind of left us high and dry. We- <laughs> But his literally, trial, literally. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, as you get, as we go into Daniel a little bit more, because I, I, I do want to tap into a few more parts of Daniel as we kind of walk through this, man, yeah. he's got more trials to come. Oh yeah. Lions and dens and whoo. I mean, there's a lot that takes place in this man's life that you're just like, ooh, we, that's stuff that would make you say, Lord, serving you is not easy. <laughs> you know yeah that's right but jesus never said it would be he never did he never did say it was going to be easy mm-hmm. you know and he in this world we were we we're going to face trials mm-hmm. you know but we we're called to carry a cross yeah we're yeah. called to carry and uh bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ and we have to be sensitive to each other and yes and um i think that when we're aware of those things, our relationships can be so much more mm-hmm. when we're, we're sensitive to the brethren and uh, God can just do a big, he could do a good work. Absolutely. Absolutely. He can. And uh, I just think, you know, I want to encourage each of you, if you haven't read Daniel's one, mm-hmm. two, and three yeah, uh, ever read it. If you haven't read it in a while, Go in and read it. Let God open your eyes to new things in that. Because I know every time I reread scripture, he always highlights something a little bit more for me. That's right. Um, Because it's, I don't know about you, Jamie, but I'm always like, oh, how have I never seen that before? I've had this Bible since 1990, Lord. How have I never seen that before? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm the same way. It's like, it's like the, the word of God just the Holy spirit, what it does is just quickens you. Yeah. So it's like, you're, when you read, it's like, Oh my gosh, I, I've never read it like that before, you know, but the Holy, it's like, you needed to read it yeah. at that moment for reason. And that's why it stuck out to you and why you could take away from it so much more Absolutely. because of the Holy spirit quickening you. 
Yeah. And that is, you know, we've got to be sensitive to that. So take time and read the word of God. Don't rush through it, but don't sit there and read chapter after chapter and think, I don't know what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. Slow down. If he Mm -hmm. speaks to you in the first couple of verses, just stop. It's okay. There's nothing in the word of God that says you got to spend hours reading it. Yeah. Take that scripture and contemplate on it. Yeah. That's, I had to learn that too, because I was one of those people starting out. Uh, where I thought I had to read the scriptures forward and back, you know, yes. I got to go through Genesis and I got to go through, you know, I got to go through Exodus and then I got to go through Daniel and then I have to go through this and I have to go through that Chronicles. The yes. And, and it's like, wait a second. I don't have to do that. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. I don't have to do that, you know? And I could literally look in like first John and just read that and just exponentially just get in it yeah. and uh, just realize love of Christ in my life. Mm. And then it's, it'll just stick out to me that day. Uh, and, I, and it'll just encourage me so yeah. much. And, but yeah, de- definitely, um, definitely get into the word. It Amen. will definitely encourage you. Mm-hmm. And um, just like Daniel, Daniel's a very, very encouraging. I, what I like about Daniel is I do like the interpretation of the, of the statue, actually. I think yeah. it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. About the future mm-hmm. of what's going to happen um, in Revelation, too, because it goes together, you know? Yes. It really does. It's so exciting to me is, is knowing that Christ is coming. Woo. He's coming back. Come on, girl. He is. He I is. love it. And, and that's, that's the exciting part. And, you know, maybe, maybe we'll break that down. Maybe we'll take some time and we'll get into it. And, um, I can't say that I'm a great, uh, theologian on revelations. Cause it can get a little like, Oh, say, it, can get, it can get pretty intense with all the, I'm so confused. But you know, when you think about it, when he was having these visions and seeing yeah. these things and writing it down, it was of the future. Yes. So the things yeah. that, you know, he describes, you're thinking, well, that could actually be an airplane in our day and time. Yeah. Maybe right. not like, I think it's a wasp or something that it's described and me- yeah. like has metal and, uh-huh. and, and it, it probably isn't that it's probably, he saw something futuristic, but didn't know what it was. So mm-hmm. his description is based off of what he knew um, best to describe it as he wrote it. But it's, you know, there's so much that, like you said, we got to read the old and the new Testament together because they right. marry, they, they feed into each yes. other. And uh, so much of the old Testament is foreshadowing of Jesus mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. coming. That's right. And um, you're so right. You cannot read the Bible chronologically. You'll go nuts. I like, know it's, it's too much. Well, and it's not even laid out chronologically Yeah, because you start reading and then you go like, wait a second. Did I not read this? Like I read first Kings. Hold on. Like Chronicles. <laughs> Did I not already read this? Cause that's what yeah. happens. You start like it's the uh, Chronicles of the Kings. And so you're kind of like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm getting so confused. So, yeah. but, um, and the other thing is, is people get hung up on thinking they have to sit and they have to read their Bible for an hour and pray for an hour. Yeah. I'm sorry. You do not have to do that. There's nowhere in the word, nowhere that I have found that tells you, you have to do that. That's yeah. great discipline. If you do that, yeah, I am so proud of you because um, 
I can't say that I have that type of discipline every day. I have discipline to sit down and read the word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a devotion. And I do spend time in prayer. Yes. So probably all in, I'm about an hour for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm talking to the Lord all day long. I know you are too. I'm always yeah. like, we have conversations 24 seven. Lord, help me with this. What's going on? Yeah, I don't you know? have a stopwatch or anything like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, okay, well, for, you know, I'm going to stop at this time. Mm-hmm. so that I can have lunch or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. You know, they're like, Oh, oh it's 1130. It's time to go to lunch. <laughs> you got, you got to beat the charismatics out or something like that. You know, yeah. we always joke because yeah. I'm in a charismatic church. I go to the assemblies of God church. So, you know, we always joke, we got to beat the Baptist out to lunch, you know, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you guys have the same joke. Yeah. You know? so, so the Baptists leave our Baptist, we leave by 1130. So we can get the early, early <laughs> so you don't have to wait. <laughs> that's right. And so I guess the charismatic they come out after. We do, we do. Yeah. So that's really funny. But you know, um, anyways, we hope that this has uh, spoken to you, that it's challenged you, that it's a, it's a little bit of the Bible. Yes. And uh, Jamie and I, I, our hearts right now are really towards the Bible. What does God's word say? How can we apply it to our lives daily? Yeah. And um, because one of the things that I've seen and encountered over the past month is I'm having more and more people say to me, I don't know. I've been a Christian a long time, but I don't really know how to study the Bible. I don't really know a lot about the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so Jamie and I growing up in the church have had this opportunity. We got the knowledge in that way. And we want to be able to impart that to you guys and share stuff. So it's kind of like Sunday school hours, how I feel, but I love it. I love reconnecting with the word of God in this way. Yeah, me too. I, I, I enjoy it too. And I just know that the more you learn about even Old Testament stuff, Mm -hmm. the more you learn about this Old Testament stuff. And then when you're learning the New Testament stuff, you do like Chanda was saying it, the Old Testament foreshadows everything of the New Testament. It just marriages together so beautifully. So it is so important not to skip out on these Old Testament stories Mm -hmm. because there, there is a lesson to be learned. I mean, just like with, with uh, Daniel, you know, He's learned that, you know, that his citizenship is to defend his relationship with God. Mm, yeah. Just that's like good. with us, right? Yes, like yep. my citizenship is to defend my relationship with God and my identity is in Christ alone, mm. you know? And so that's the thing that we need to come up with, with when we're looking at things that happen, Daniel, and then look at what's happening in the New Testament and we can see the big picture. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what helps me. Oh, that's what helps me um, when I read this type of stuff. Me too. Me too. Definitely. And um, so we just want to encourage you take some time. I, I, somebody said to me, how long should I spend in the word? And I said, you know what? Start out with 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Find, read a Psalm. Psalms is easy. Mm-hmm. Read a song because they're very encouraging or they can really take you to a place where you think and you ponder things. But Psalms and Proverbs are very simple to get into. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if I'm right, hold on, don't quote me on this. I want to, I want to make sure I'm right. What I'm about to say um, that you could actually, um, yeah, I am. You could read Psalm, uh, sorry, Proverbs start at the beginning of the month 
and it'll take you all the way through. There's 31 Mm -hmm. chapters in Proverbs. So even if you didn't know what else to read, you Mm -hmm. can spend an entire month just reading a chapter in Proverbs. But I told that person, I said, spend 10 minutes and then say some prayers. You don't have to spend a long time. Well, I don't know how to pray. I said, talk to God like you talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, but you can also look at what Jesus said on how he taught them to pray. Our father who art in heaven. I said, you don't have to say that prayer, but it highlights what you're supposed to pray for. Yeah. Yeah. Trust God for your provision. You trust God for these things. And so, um, but that would be my advice to those of you who are kind of like, I don't know. And if you're in your car and you listen to praise music, Hey, that's just like prayer. Singing praises to him is just like praying. So those are my little tips for those of you who feel like you I'm, I'm feeling, I'm not spending time with God. That's really easy, you know, and before you know it, it'll grow and you'll be like, oh, wait a second. What's the time I got to get to work, you know, something like that. So that's right. And I think that's so good that you're talking about Psalms and starting off with Psalms or Proverbs. It's it's interesting because it's like, it's like feeding on milk when you're especially a baby Christian and it just helps to have that and to surround yourself, even listening to it on YouTube or any, find a favorite preacher that you like online yeah, and, and listening to the word and getting it in you, you know, and then you'll start to understand it and then you'll want to feed more. You'll be like, Oh, I want meat now. Yeah. You know, and you'll start craving it mm-hmm. when you belong to Christ, you will grow. That's right. And you will feed on the meat. You will get to that point. You will. And it won't be Slim Jims. We ain't talking about empty calories. It's going to be solid, good stuff like Daniel was feasting on. See, I'll just take it back to that for a second. When Daniel said, no, feed me vegetables and feed me water. He knew that would feed his physical man the right way. It's the same thing with our spirit man. That's exactly what you're saying right there. You get that milk because that's what, as a baby Christian, you can only handle so much. Yeah, so much. But you begin to grow. And like you said, your appetite grows and you want a little bit more and a little bit more because what you're doing is you're saturating your soul and you're renewing your mind. And God is just shifting and changing and he stirs stuff up in you. And so you have to look at your Christianity as if it was a flame. Mm -hmm. And how is that flame being fed? Because when you feed a fire, you feed it with your breath. You blow into it to, to can, you know, keep it burning, keep it going. You add fuel to the fire. And so you want to be able to do that. You want that fresh wind and you want that extra log thrown on the fire. Cause you, that's, that's what we do with the word of God. It yeah. rekindles that fire. Don't that's let it right. get down to embers. Keep it blazing hot. You know, yeah. um, so that's right. We could go on for days about all this stuff. Cause yeah. it's just so good. Cause talking about God, is just, yeah. It's the best. It's it's the most encouraging thing. And I always enjoy talking with you on these things. Me too. Well, guys, we love you. Be be bold. Yes. Be bold and wrangling freedom. Be bold and you'll get favor from God. That's right. We're talking about. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. We love you. Talk to you later. Love y'all. 
You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.